wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fretz. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the Effing Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening to you are listening to you are listening to then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? Podcast here, welcome to episode 249 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me, kicking off all out weekend on this wonderful Friday, and I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, or evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are at the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast, as always. I greatly, truly appreciate it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is the night, or day, day before, or whenever you listen to it, this day or night, before AEW All Out takes place tomorrow night on Mitchell Report Live, and I'm sure all of us are quite excited, those of us who follow AEW religiously, of course, like itself. This is their biggest show of the year. This is the big show. The big one. The one where, well, a lot of things are going to be going down these past few weeks. And I'd say a couple months have definitely. Been fantastic. All Out makes me excited because All Out is one of, the, one of the few events of the year where I really do get excited. Given the fact that, you know, it's AEW's biggest show of the year. And they're pretty much getting, technically, this is their first full official cycle ending. If you think about it, going all the way back to October of last year, almost pretty much a month away from um, Dynamite, but we are literally finishing up the first full calendar here. Uh, in, a, in a sense of 
AEW. This is their first go-around finishing all four of their pay-per-views in their, in their year. So this is definitely a great way to end their, I, I, I would say, almost full sport year as a promotion. I'm quite excited to see what's going to happen on Saturday. Uh, very excited. Looking at the card itself, looking at the build as we made, as we made our way towards um, All Out that will be taking place tomorrow night. There's a lot going on, a lot of storylines, a lot of a lot of a lot of good things that really came out on the build towards AEW All Out. And just looking at the nine matches on the card, usually for most pay-per-view cards that I watch WWE or anything like that, it's only like maybe at best two or three. I'm invested in looking at this, looking at this whole thing, five, six matches that I'm really, really excited about. That's two thirds of the card. I'm really interested in to see what is going to pan out for what could possibly be at least the next two to three months. Um, And that's fantastic. We should really be enjoying the fact that you know, we're getting all of this. You know, it's just really, really, really amazing to see how AEW really has stepped their game up in terms of sorting everything out and getting fans invested on a majority of the card. Well, we're gonna we're gonna skip all the uh nonsense. I'm just rambling on here, giving you a little bit of a preview of what to expect going down tomorrow night because y'all know I couldn't do a Friday show before an AEW pay-per-view without giving you my preview and predictions for AEW All Out. Again, nine matches on this card. I'm going to try to go through it as fast as I possibly can because we still got like the views to talk about. Whew. I'm just like I'm really excited looking at this card. I mean, just think about it. You got John Moxley, MJF in the main event. You know, MJF believes he should be a, a proper rightful world champion. He says he's gonna who's gonna run the wrestling industry for the next quarter century. And I'll get I'll get into all that. We got Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy in a mimosa a mimosa mayhem match. Where you can win by pinfall submission or throwing your opponent in a tank of mimosa. Now, personally, between you and I, I think that's a waste of mimosa. Yes, I've had mimosas before judgment. I dare you. They're quite delicious and they'll get you drunk. We got the 21-man casino battle royale. Of course, as per tradition, as they did last year at All Out. Or should I say All In? Was it All Out? No, it was All In, I believe. Um... Winner receiving a future AEW World Championship match. Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy in a Broken Rules match. Where if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW for good. And Britt Baker and Big Swole. A couple of uh, women's matches on the card, including Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship. There's a lot to really, really get into. So why waste any more time? Let us, or by us I mean me, 
try to see who will have their hands raised tomorrow night. Let us begin with the pre with the buy-in match of the match the matchup, the pre-show match. Match is gonna get you interested. Hopefully you buy it. 50 bucks. Worth it. I'm gonna be buying it. Probably gonna buy it tomorrow. Before the buy-in, more than likely. I may buy it today. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. Britt Baker versus Big Swole. This this feud has been kind of been going on for a little bit. So, for the most part, Big Swole. I mean, about Britt Baker had an injury going on. Let me see if they got any. Let me see if they have anything on this matchup. No, they really don't. That's surprising. Usually, Wikipedia would have. Some things going on. At least a portion of it. It bees what it bees. But for the most part, Big Swole has been in the mid-tier of the women's division. And she's been just waiting in the wings, personally. A lot of things have been going on. Britt Baker, of course, had an injury, broken nose. And so she was going to make her return at All Out. Now, Big Swole kind of felt some type of way about that. Her and Baker have been trading barbs for the last about month and a half or so. With Britt Baker trying to be the role model of AEW's women's division. As we saw with AEW Dynamite um, Wednesday night, Swole, weeks prior, defeated Rebel and defeated Penelope Ford to earn the right to pick the stipulation for their match. And she said, I'm going to pull up at her job in what she is calling a tooth and nail match. Now, I don't know what the hell this will entail. All I know is Big Swole is going to get in that ass. And I believe Big Swole will beat Britt Baker. Because why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she get her come up and son Britt Baker? Because for some reason, Rebel's probably going to interfere. That remain, That is a possibility. But I think Big Swole... Because you got to think about it. With the women's division... Goings on. And all this stuff, you got to start building your division back up. You really do have to. You have to start building it back up to somewhat of prominence. And I think a win by Big Swole does help the cause. Brie Baker is pretty much, at this point, solid in the women's division. She ain't going to be going nowhere for a while. We know that. So that's perfectly fine. But really, we need Big Swole to get her comeuppance. I think, really, they need to start seeing her as somewhat of a player in the women's division. They really do. I think the same thing. I really do. And I believe that Big Swole needs to get the victory here in the buy-in. Hopefully, hits her with Dirty Dancing. Bear Baker takes, eats that John. One, two, three. We get on out of here, and we get ourselves ready for the main card. Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks came about after all four men defeated 
private party in SCU this past Wednesday on Dynamite to determine who would be on the card, which kind of sucks for a private, which more sucks for a private party. I haven't seen them in ages on anything. And that was the first time I'd seen them in quite some time because I don't watch Dark as often. Excuse me, I'll get some water. Let me do some talking today. But I really, but this match itself between Jurassic Express and Young Bucks kind of been a bit of a thing. Kind of been a, kind of been a thing. You know, and they produce some good matches over time. They really have. I just, I just see the Young Bucks taking this one for the simple fact that, you know, they're they are literally the one of the top teams in the division right now. And I don't think right now Jurassic Express are anywhere in the in the near vicinity of a title shot. They've had their chances, uh, of course, against Kenny Omega and Adam Page, which I thought was a solid match they had with the two. I just think right now the Young Bucks are having the hot hand. Give the Young Bucks the victory. It's a it's not even a gimme match. It's pretty much a give in. I'm going to go with Young Bucks to take this, but I expect a good match out of both teams, and I expect Luchasaurus to start shining more and Jungle Boy to handle some business. That that's just pretty much get all that fun stuff out of the way. But I expect a good match out of these two teams. But I'm going to give them I'm going to give the victory to the Young Bucks here. We got eight-man tag team action. The Dark Orders, AEW, TND champion Brody Lee, Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson taking on Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Night Natural Nightmares, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. Do you honestly believe I'm going against the Dark Order? Honestly. Do you really think for one damn second I'm going to go against the Dark Order. No. They have the hot hand right now. I expect a decent match. I expect this to probably open up the show. Maybe. I don't know. But I can definitely see solid performances out of Cardona, especially Sky. I know what I'm going to get out of, um, you know, Marshall and Rhodes, but I really think the all eyes will definitely be on Cardona and Sky for sure. Keep your eyes on them for this matchup, but I got easily got the Dark Order winning this eight-man tag. This is light work. This is going to be super light work for them. This shouldn't, this shouldn't even be a thing, but it's a thing. Um, but I expect Cardona to and Sky to start gunning for uh, Brody Lee and the TNT Championship going forward. Wouldn't be surprised by that, but I expect Dark Order to get the victory here without problems. Let me see. Before we get into the features, before we get into the feature matches, let us get into the 21-man Casino Battle Royale. Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy and Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and who, let me see, how many is that? Seventeen. And we got four more coming in. Who they? Who will they be? I don't know. Um, who knows? To be determined. 
Now, just uh, as I was looking at this before I started uh, recording today, I was already taking off names. Ricky Starks, no. Good Pentagon, no. Free, Ray Phoenix, no. Nah. Butcher, nope. Blade, nope. Eddie Kingston will probably be in like the last five or six. Sean Spears, same thing. Billy, nope. Austin, nope. Jake Hager, same thing. Santana Ortiz, nope. Taylor, nope. Trent, nope. And right now, to the two to be determined, nah. If I had to choose a final four in this, I'm going to go with Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and I'm going to go Eddie Kingston. If I had to go with the final four, if I had to have a fifth, I'd go Sean Spears. Because you have the thing between Archer and Cage right now. You have Eddie, Eddie Kingston, I think, should make waves in this matchup. And so should Sean Spears. Hager, I, I put him in, if there was a six, if I have a final six, Jake Hager's in there as well. So what? So I'm leaving Allen, Archer, Cage, Kingston, Spears, Hager. Now, I don't think Archer and Cage are going to win it because both of them are probably going to knock each other out of the matchup. So that leaves four. Allen, Kingston, Spears, Hager. Now, the pick I make for this Battle Royale will determine who I pick for the AEW World Championship match. So I'm thinking accordingly in this matchup. I don't know what they're doing with Spears, but I think he should make a little bit of waves in this matchup. But I don't think he'll win it, so that leaves three for me. Allen, Kingston, and Hager. I would love to see Hager get a shot, but with who I'm choosing for the AEW World Championship, I'm going to say I'm going to cross him out, which leaves Allen and Kingston. Now, I could easily go with Allen, no problem. He's got he's got a lot going on. Big feud with Ricky Starks. Okay, I wouldn't say big feud, but he's got a feud going with Ricky. I just have that strange feeling. Ricky Starks is going to get eliminated and somehow, some way, sneak his way back into the matchup and somehow get Allen out, thus furthering their feud. And I'm going to go with a wild card. And I'm going to actually pick Eddie Kingston to win the 21-man casino battle royale. Now, usually I would easily pick Darby Allen. It would just be not an issue. But I think the Ricky Starks X-Factor may be the reason I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. Also, given the fact that, you know, they look, it, it seems as if they're really high on Eddie Kingston right now. Especially with what he's got going on with Pentagon, Ray Phoenix, the Butchers, of, and the Blade. They got a little something going. And I think right now, they're going to start building on that right after All Out. I think that's, that's going to be something that they're definitely going to be working on, for sure. Definitely, definitely something to keep in mind, but I'm personally going to go with Eddie Kingston to win the Casino Battle Royale. I don't know why. I usually would I usually would have no problem going with Darby Allen. Without question. I would easily pick Darby Allen like that. Not even an issue at all. But I just have that strange, sneaky feeling that Ricky Starks is going to eliminate Darby. Thus, doors wide open. 
I'll go with Eddie. It's, it'll, be, it'll be wild to see Eddie Kingston winning. It'll be wild. It'll be wild to see if that actually is the case. All right. Well, before we get into the other matches, I just want to let you guys know that this segment of the show is brought to you by, of course, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lions dash perspective. Head over there. Get yourself some merch. We're ending the summer off properly. Make sure you get your merch. Swanky, swanky merch. Of course, got it all for uh, men, women, young cubs out there, the young ones. Uh the new, the revamped page, much easier to use. It breaks it down by a couple of categories, which is absolutely fantastic. Thoroughly impressed with with uh, how everything is, is broken down. Accessories, uh, the bath bathware, uh, you know, homewares, all that good stuff. It is absolutely fantastic the way that the way the new things work. Of course, two new items: um, premium women's V necks. Six different colors to choose from. And as well as the YLP face mask, you can go over there. And uh, it's $14.99 for the mask. And uh, every with every sale, a dollar is donated to a nonprofit organization uh, to help children in need um, of hunger. Because uh, I, I have two nieces and a nephew. I'm an uncle of three. And I know where the meal is coming. For, next meal is coming from. I do know that for sure. For some children out there, they don't know where the next meal is coming from. And we here at Russell X Radio do like to give back and do like to help those in need, like we did with the Trevor Project back in the month of June during Pride Month. So now with this, every single sale doesn't matter. Uh, well, this is not a, a running promotion. This is literally just period on everything. Every sale of the mask, one dollar will be donated to a nonprofit uh, for those in jo- for those in need of hunger or children in need of hunger um, again as an uncle I definitely see that and I really would like to see no child go hungry because especially since we're getting into the fall into the winter uh, the last thing I, I would want to see is a child go hungry for real especially with schools uh, not opening some kids aren't getting the proper nutrition that they need and that's a big deal uh, like I said as, as an uncle and um you know, I, I do care about the, we here at the Wild Podcast. We care about the young cubs. We want to make sure they grow up big and strong. You know, have, have uh, muscles like Hulk Hogan, and uh, and like you know, and like Spider Man. Well, my nephew, well, my nephew's a big a big Spider Man fan. Um, so all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, no child should go hungry. And with if you buy do you buy a face mask, you do are you are definitely helping the cause in helping the fight against hunger for children. So uh, do go check that out again. Teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines perspective. Get yourself some merch and end the summer off properly. Getting yourself some tank tops, maybe some, you know, get a coffee mug to get your day started with a cup of Joe. You know, organic tote bags, towels, flowy tank tops for the ladies, hoodies, pullover sweaters. You know, it's uh, in the Northeast. It's going to get a little cold. Leggings for the ladies and for the fellas to look at. Looking out for you, boys. And all that. Again, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lines. That's that's perspective. Get yourself some merch today.
and represent that YLP movement like only y'all can. All right, now that we got past the Battle Royale and all that good stuff, let me see. Now we can get into the feature bouts of the evening. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara in a broken rules match where if Matt Hardy does lose, he must leave AEW for good. I was racking my brain about this immediately after, what, I should say last night. I was really, you know, know, thinking it over in my head. I'm thinking, uh, I can go one way, I can easily go another way, it's not an issue. Both ways would be easy, you know, either man has a case to get the victory over one another. Wouldn't be an issue. Not at all. My thing is, you know, what would they do if Matt Hardy lost? Sammy Guevara gets the rub. Those are feeling all types of dry there. Make sure you get yourself some bliss decks, especially since it's going to get colder. You know, give it a little bit of that lit chat. Feel me, feel me? Mm. Five-star protection. Very mm. nice. But, um, my mind was telling me Hardy she get the victory here and remain in AEW's roster. My, but then I really thought about it. I'm thinking, if Matt Hardy doesn't, if Matt Hardy wins, right, it would get his comeuppance. Finally. And I was thinking maybe I would pick Sammy. It would be the easiest easiest call, an easy call to make. Sammy would get the big rub. But I'm thinking it like this. I don't know what the situation is with Jeff. Hashtag my name is Jeff. If y'all, if y'all don't know that, we've never, we'll be referenced. I, I can't fuck with you. Just putting that out there. My name is Jeff. If you know what that reference is, then we cool. Um, but um, I would be interested to see what the possibility would be if Matt Hardy won. I really would. I know a lot of people are going to pick Sammy, and I would I would easily have no problem picking Sammy Guevara to win this one, give him the rub over Matt Hardy. And I don't know what they're going to be doing with Matt Hardy next. I don't know. Would he be, you know, he's going, after this, he's gone. He's done with AEW. So my question, so my question was, I asked myself, self, would you be okay with yourself if you pick Matt Hardy to win? And then I asked myself, self, would you be okay with the fact that Matt Hardy lost. And surprisingly, I answered to myself, I would be very surprised if Matt Hardy lost. I really would be. It's just that back and forth of just, you know, and it came to the conclusion it's very simple for 
at least. Sammy Guevara is going to be fine. Sammy Guevara will be fine. Matt Hardy needs this more than Sammy Guevara does. Sammy Guevara will have plenty of time to do work in AEW going forward. I think he has a very promising career in AEW. Matt Hardy, though, I don't know. I, I think, though, he may have something left in him. I just don't know what that is. And that's why I'm picking Matt Hardy to win. I'm going to go on a flyer and take Matt Hardy. Against my better judgment of picking Sammy, I think with all out, with everything that's going on, I think with his back to the wall, Matt Hardy will get the victory over Sammy. And I think it would, you know, it would be fantastic to see Matt Hardy get the victory here and continue his career with AEW. Because I do think he still has some something left, and I still think he has a couple of things to talk about and things to do before he leaves the business completely. And also, I'm thinking AEW may want to start looking at getting Jeff Hardy over to AEW, especially after his, when his contract runs out in WWE. Looking out for you, boys. Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World Championship. Y'all know my thoughts about the AEW Women's Division as it stands right now. It ain't good, and I don't like it. But what I do like and that we discussed about this on a previous episode of the YLP podcast. We talked about Nick Aldis and the relationship that he has with Cody and possibly the possibility of AEW and NWA beginning forging a relationship, working together. And this is kind of the, you know, extension of, you know, that towards each other with, you know, Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. Now, Shida basically said many moons ago, anyone anywhere, if you have the passion, come bring it. AEW builds up no one. Now we understand why. Thunder Rosa laid down the challenge. Now, Ikarushita has been very good. She's a good babyface, good babyface champion, adorable, very good in the ring. Intensity is on point. I like her new outfit. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. She's delicious. But so is Thunder Rosa. Fun fact, actually. Uh, back in the beginning, back in my beginnings of my podcasting career, uh, when I was a member of the Wrestling With Issues podcast, myself, Kevin Obarski, and Nick Dillon, shout out to my boys, Kevin and Nick. Hope y'all are doing well. We actually interviewed Thunder Rosa. Back in the day, as one of our big, it was one of our big interviews. It was one of our big shows. Um, I loved it. It was a great interview. She's a fantastic person to talk to. She's her, she's real cool, cool as shit. Um, Nick uh, has met her a couple times, and all that stuff. And she's she's a fantastic, fantastic lady. Um, now, one of my buddies, Russell, actually told me WWE was actually looking at her to become a referee. To which I replied, what a waste of fucking talent that would have been. He replied, yeah. So, WWE, you're fucking stupid. Um, Thunder Rosa is damn good. Is damn good. And I can't wait to see what her and Sheeta will do this Saturday night. In terms of who will win, though, 
If you expect me to pick Hikurushita to retain, you're wrong. Let's shake things up a bit. Let's wake up this women's division. How about Rosa two belts? I'm going with Thunder Rosa to defeat Hikurushita and become the new AEW Women's World Champion and the NWA World's Women's Champion. Has a nice Rosa two belts. Has a nice ring to it. And hopefully, hopefully, this will be the beginning of possibly having names like Allison K come over, Marty Bell come over. Possibilities are endless. This could help forge a helping of the division. Better matches, bigger matchups, money matches. I haven't seen a money match in the women's division since freaking Rose. Nyla Rose and Rio. It has been many a moon since your boy has seen a proper money match in the women's division. Now, Sheeta Rose is not that bad, but think about what we can get with an Allison K. Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possibility of a Marty Bell versus a Big Swole. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get Nicole Savoy in that bitch. That would be a great thing, too. I'm just saying. Possibilities are endless. But I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa to become the new AEW Women's World Champion. Because I think I think it's her, I think she decided reign has gone stale. It's time. Let's get it. Now we get into the big fun. Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. And Adam Page. Hangman Page. Versus FTR. For the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Now this, this honestly to me is a gimme pick. If I ever said so. Y'all know I'm going with FTR to become the new tag champs. This is just fucking easy. Because you're setting up everything at full gear. For between FTR and the Young Bucks. You're welcome. Just going to put that out there real quick. Just going to easily put that out there real quick for y'all. All nice and quick like. But what we need to focus on is Page and Omega. Because a lot of people, because I've been speculating for a while now, Hangman Page is the one to turn heel. He's going to turn heel on Omega. I said this back in February. Didn't happen. I said this in Double or Nothing season. Didn't happen. And then my mind started wandering a little bit. And I had a conversation with, actually, my boss, Malik. And he actually convinced me that it's not Paige that will turn on Omega. It's Omega that will turn on Paige. The question really is, is it going to be happening during or after the match is over after FTR wins. Oh, my dear sweet baby Jesus. I do not need to see a burger with freaking egg, bacon, double cheeseburger. My God, that sounds like gains. Um, mm-mm. 
think Omega's going to turn on Page. And FDR's going to prove him right all along. It was you all along that screwed yourself. Just think about what happened with the last segment that they had before the tag team title match. Right? When Paige went to give Omega his tag team title, Paige had no one to give it to because Omega was already out of the ring. I'm convinced that it is Omega now that is going to turn on Paige. Paige is going to eat the pin. And hopefully, hopefully, we get the feud I've been waiting to see for six fucking months between Omega and Paige. It needs to happen. It should happen. And I think they wait. I I basically said Omega Paige it all out. Didn't happen. Let this be the fire starter towards full gear with Omega and Paige. But FCR will become your new AEW World Tag Team Champions. We have a Mimosa Mayhem match between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Match can only be won by pinfall submission or throwing your opponent into a tank of Mimosa. Now take that latter stipulation out of the way. That ain't going to happen until after the matchup. But I will say, though, this feud has actually been very interesting. And you got to give a lot of credit to Chris Jericho for this one, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, I assume your genders deal with it. It's called life. Chris Jericho has been putting a lot of guys over. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, to name a couple. John Moxley, at Revolution, of course. But he's been putting over a lot of young talent. Even though he defeated them, he put over, he's been putting over a lot of talent. And Orange Cassidy is now the newest member to his list. Kobe, the jump shot. So it's not surprising that we're seeing Orange Cassidy get a rub. Question is, though, can Orange Cassidy complete the job? Can he beat Chris Jericho on his biggest stage yet? And I'm going to actually say with a resounding yes. I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy to finally get his comeuppance, defeat Chris Jericho, and Orange Cassidy will then throw Chris Jericho into the tank of Mimosa after all is said and done. I think it's going to happen. I think it makes the most sense. All members of Inner Circle will get involved, besides maybe Hager and um, Sammy. They'll be incapacitated or unable to go in there and deal with it at that point. Which will lead to Santana and Ortiz and the best friends to handle business in there, helping, trying to help out their individual teammates. But I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy to actually get the job done. And defeat Chris Jericho. And throw Chris Jericho into the bat of Mimosa. Thus completing the comeuppance for Orange Cassidy. And Jericho gets thrown into a tank of Mimosa. 
Would I be surprised if Chris Jericho won, though? No, but I think right now, this is definitely be a time to shine for Mr. Cassidy, for sure, without hesitation. This should be Cassidy's moment to finally... He's over as fuck, you know. He is so over with the crowd. Even before COVID happened, he was over as hell with the crowd. So what better way to have Cassidy get over than to have him beat Chris Jericho on the biggest stage at All Out and throw Jericho into the Battle of Momosa? Sounds good to me. Sounds delicious. And I kind of want mimosas now. God damn, I'm going to Trying to rule my city wall. Anyway, to complete our AEW All Out preview and predictions, I know that was terrible Spanish, but I can I can live with that. Main event. Yes, predictions, and I don't know if that's a word. John Moxley defending the AEW World's Championship against M. J. F. I have been saying since revolution, post-revolution, to be exact, the dynamite after revolution, when MJF beat Cody, MJF is your next AEW world champion. After the promo that he cut on John. And Cody, I was convinced already from that moment on that he would be the one to unseat Moxley. Here we are. About a little bit more than six months later. A little bit more than six months after the fact. Well, actually, no, it's a little less than six. We're fast six months after the fact. And tomorrow night, we possibly get to see the beginning of a huge rising star in MJF. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there. I'm sure the Cultaholics and the Fightfuls and the JD from NY206s and the Joe Cronins and the Jake DeMarcos and the Solemn Monsters have all ever made their picks. And I don't know who they pick, nor have I watched yet. I know some are going to be picking Moxley to win. There will be some who pick MJF to win. Some will say MJF isn't ready to be world champion. Some are saying Moxley deserves to retain the championship and continue on. But let's be real with ourselves, people. There's only one question that needs to be asked. If not now, then when? If not Saturday, then when? If not at all out, then when? Y'all know I love Mr. John Moxley. Y'all know I do. I think he's a great talent. He's been great ever since he made his debut in AEW, uh, AEW last year. All right? Let's keep it 100. But y'all know I stay consistent. I said it in February, and I'm going to say it right now. MJF is your next AEW World Champion. I think he is ready. Also, given the fact that Mayak Moxley is banned from using the Paradigm Shift in the matchup, helps wonders for MJF. 
And think about it. Moxley is banned from using it. MJF isn't. You can argue semantics all you want. Don't be surprised, though, bold prediction, if MJF at some point uses the paradigm shift on Moxley. Again, he's not banned from using it. Moxley is. Tip for tat, if you think about it. Semantics, we can argue. Just remember who is banned and who isn't. Who's going to have Wardlow at ringside and who isn't? Would I be surprised if Moxley retained? Not as much as you think. But I think right now, if not now, then when? They have been building for this moment for six months with Max Wilding and Freeman. I know at Phoenix AEW is going to hate every bit of this. I am going to tag her in this. <laughs> When this, when this podcast comes out. Alright? I'm going to tag her in this. Personally. Because I know how much she hates MJF. And I know how much I troll her. I try to troll her as much as possible. But. To at Phoenix AEW. I'm sorry darling. MJF is going to be our next world champion. Because. We deserve better. And you know it. I'm going to go with MJF to take the championship. And what I think will be a possible match of the year candidate, it's already made my honorable mention of the year list, and then we haven't even seen the match yet. That's how much I'm anticipating this match. That's how much I can see this going down. This is going to be a banger, folks. This whole card is going to be a fantastic night. I cannot wait to see it. All out going down tomorrow night. On BR Live, get your pay-per-view now. Shameless plug. Not, I'm not selling it. This is not a hashtag ad whatsoever. I'm just saying. Get if you're if you're worried about if you're thinking about getting this pay-per-view, buy it. It'll be the best $49.99 you have spent all week. Get you and four other friends to chip in on 10 bucks. Have someone bring the brews, have someone bring the wings, have someone bring the pizza. I guess celery sticks if you're into veggies. I don't know. Fuck that. Um, hang out with your friends. But it's COVID. You did you did shut up. Shut up. Hang out with your buddies. Have some brews. Have some food. Watch some great pro wrestling and enjoy your Saturday night. I know I am. And that's gonna be it for my Preview and predictions for AEW All Out. When we come back, it is Friday after all. And what would a Friday be without a brand spanking new episode of Light the Fuse? Where I'm going to be talking about this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite Go Home Show. Give you the five focal points you need to know. Going into not just All Out tomorrow night, but post all out. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm better you, you know it. Episode 249 of Friday. Now, if you're a fool, I'll kick off the door. Tell me how we 
usually a go-home show is your last hurrah. It's your last chance to... Oh, Mark Sterling, I'm sorry. Oh, it's Mark Andrews for some reason. I was thinking of Mark Andrews. Um, pretty much your last... Their last chance to be able to convince you buy this pay-per-view, watch it with your homies, brews, wings, pizza, um, salad, if you if you want, steak on the... You know, steak, shrimp, um, Rice, paella, gains, 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 and possibly some cheesecake. I don't know. I don't know why the cheesecake is getting in my head. Bees with bees. Um, but seriously, though. AEW Dynamite on Wednesday really should have convinced you that I need to watch this pay-per-view. Everything from the Santana and Ortiz uh, matchup where they, before the match even started, they were pretty much having an all-out street fight. You know, chair structure pyramid. (laughs) Always fun. Nothing wrong with that. Especially between, you know, proud and powerful and best friends. That was, that was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, you know, uh, MJF's lawyer, Mark Sterling. 
uh, pretty much locking himself in the uh, in the room. Before Warlow kicked the door, kick in the door, waving the fofo. Okay, minus the fofo. That that segment was hilarious. <sighs> it was great. Yeah, I mean, him saying to Mark Sterling, you know, there's nothing scarier than being in the position of getting in front and in the way of my goals. And when men get in my way, bad things happen to them. So you have two options. One, get in the ring with Moxley. Two, you end up in a damn wood chipper. And then him pretty much getting destroyed in about five minutes. Let me see. Of course, you know, the whole deal with um, the uh, Cassidy-Jericho matchup with uh, Jericho defeating uh, Joey Janela, of course. And then uh, him pretty much talking hella shit, you know, throughout the matchup. It, it, there's so much that they did in order for you to be able to be convinced that I need to watch this pay-per-view. I need to watch this pay-per-view. You know, the post-match comments um, from Sammy Guevara, you know, you know, you know, accepting the challenge from Matt Hardy, coming out with the cue cards, you know, last week you witnessed the destruction of a legend, the dismantling of an icon, the breaking of Matt Hardy, the massive of the table match is no more. At All Out, not only will you lose, you will be deleted. Gone from AEW and forgotten. Long live the career of the Spanish God. You know, with Hardy coming out, delete. Having cards of his own at All Out, you will be broken. In a last man standing match, pretty much. Even the whole situation with the, uh, you know, the Casino Battle Royal. You know, with Taz and Jake Roberts talking shit. Back and forth, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, um, Lance Archer, Eddie Kingston and his boys rolling up, and, and him talking smack, Sean Spears showing up with Tully Blanchard. Everything they did from beginning to end on Wednesday pretty much set everything up to get you convinced to buy all out. Now, me personally, I was already convinced I'm going to watch it anyway. I was going to watch it regardless. So, it is what it is with that. But they seriously did everything they needed to do. That if you were on the fence about Getting this pay-per-view, they pretty much convinced, they should have convinced you right then and there that uh, you need to watch this pay-per-view. 100% hands down, full on, lay down, get, like I said, get you and four of your friends, throw in 10 bucks, you pay for it, have all of them bring something, beer, uh, maybe some liquor, um, food, dip, Chips, wings, something, burgers, dogs, 
that one dip, the one uh, buffalo chicken dip, your your, uh, your boo thing make, tell her to br- make that. Know what I'm saying? And, and from what I heard, homegirl make a mean buffalo chicken dip, bruh. Um, that shit dank, bruh. Little bit of them chips, like, likes that shit. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, if y'all can make, hey, buffalo chicken dip, 100% top tier stuff right there. Um, Hey, that's what happens if you live in the South for three years. People, they know how to make some buffalo chicken dip down in the South, y'all. I ain't gonna front. Dank. I need that. I kind of need that in my life right now, but I'm trying to... I'm, I just started getting back in the gym um, yesterday. Was it yesterday? No, nah, it was Wednesday. I can't even remember my days sometimes it'd be like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, good. Anywho. I'm getting distracted by food. Then again, I'm always distracted by something with food. It's like that. But honestly, if you watched what happened on Wednesday, even if you just watched the replay yesterday or you're watching it today and you're watching the um, all of it, This really should have been a defin- the definitive exclamation point in getting you to bu- lay down 50 bucks. Again, I already know I'm going to do it. That's just par for the course for me. I, I am a podcaster. I'm going to watch this. because they And on top of that, they made it worth the $49.99 that I'm going to be laying down. Is it an expensive expense? To some, yeah. To me, Worth every. It'll, I I know for a fact that my return on investment will pay off in dividends because then when I come back on Monday and talk about this with you guys, I know I will be able to have an enjoyable uh, review of AEW All Out as opposed to what I normally have to do is, which is basically get loud, talk shit, be unapologetic, brazen, loud, nonsensical, insane. Um, and add any other adjectives that are just pretty much uh, dickhead-like, um, if you will. Um, so, I think they did more than enough to convince you that I need to buy this pay-per-view. I'm going to invite a few friends over, because depending on what state you live in, COVID restrictions, all that shit, blah, blah, blah. You, you, you know, you know, I, I get it. I totally get it. You know, I, but I think they did their job and that's what you're supposed to do. I'm not supposed to go into a pay-per-view uninvested, not invested, not as invested, upset, feeling some type of way. I'm not supposed to feel like that. I'm not supposed to have the feeling of man. Or there's a couple of matches on the card that I'm digging. I said it in the last segment. Two-thirds of this card I am invested in. Given the fact that I know they will be have big ramifications. I can't say words. Big ramifications going forward as we get into as we start the road to full gear in November. Alright. This is what they have to do. And they did it. And they absolutely nailed it 100% without question. 
Just want to put that out there just in case. I would, And if you didn't watch AEW Dynamite just yet, you might want to watch that. And because I'll even give you the AEW uh, schedule. They got a whole schedule set for this weekend. That's how crazy they got it going. They got it set for this. They got the whole thing set up. Let me get down here to where I'm at. Do, do, do. Back to y'all what's going down this weekend. All right. So the AEW's all-out weekend schedule is going to be pretty much this. Now, mind you, if you didn't watch All all In last year, watch that. Seriously. Get yourself ready. Wake up early in the morning. Watch All In. Fire. Okay? That was I think that was in 2018. All-out last year. Fire. Um, so they're going to be doing an, a special AEW episode of Dark on, well, today. Um, so they're going to do all the dark matches. All right? Then on, then tomorrow... 5 p.m., you're going to get the first half of the all-out red carpet on YouTube. TNT is going to have a uh, countdown special at 5.30. Back to YouTube for the other half of the red carpet. Buy-in is at 7 on BR Live, and which then leads right into all-out at 8 p.m. Now, they're saying it's the biggest weekend in history, in AEW's history. This is a very big, this is a very big night for them. This is going to be a very big night for AEW. It's going to be interesting. It's a big night. It's going to be a big night. A lot of things a lot of things can change. The mood is going to change. The landscape of AEW as we know it after Saturday night may change. So, keep in mind. This is a big this, this was a big week. Big week. We'll see how it goes on Saturday. That FTR Omega Page promo segment was absolute fire, y'all. Y'all know I love me a good tag team promo segment, especially when it's the likes of FTR, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page. And this basically was the last hurrah that that we needed. So, Tully, telling Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood that when he stood between them and said, this is what you have to do. Win the gauntlet, get the title match. Get back to the contender's race. We won. You're going all out. Now the prize is right in front of you. And we have to take it. We're not going to give the gold and the prestige away. You need to take it. And you're the two that can do it. I'll be in the corner watching the whole time. Cash states... Saturday, the AEW Tag Team Championship match is the most important match of our career. Everything we've ever said, done, and worked for means nothing without those titles. Dax comes out and says, this match's outcome is a seven-figure difference in our incomes. And as much as we respect Hangman, we like the prestige and honor just a little more. Sunday, we can be sore all we want, but Saturday, you will fear the revelation. Our names are going to be in the record books. Top guys out. And I love that they kept that line, by the way, because y'all know that's an NXT thing. Not a WWE thing. Fuck them. So we have Kenny Omega in the ring. Comes out wearing the We Love Hanukkah Mora t-shirt. Available on GirlWrestlingTees.com. And all the profits go directly to Hana's mama. 
Kyo. I think it's either Kyoko or Kyoko. Um, that's a pretty nice, that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, we over here at the YLP Universe, uh, and actually in, in the YLP Universe realm, we actually have a big old banner now of Hanukkah Mora, um, added to the uh, the banner of Legends. Um, it's a it's a thing. It's a thing. If you if you do live in the YLP Universe, the YLP realm of WrestleMania Radio Land. Um, we do have a big old nice little uh, vertical billboard of Hanukkah Mora remembering her life. Uh, we do love Hanukkah Mora. We wish she would still be with us. Um, but due to you goons out there wanting to be dickheads on Twitter, unfortunately, she took her life. But like I said, all the profits go, will go directly to Hanukkah's mother. And that's a really cool thing, you know, for her, to, you know, for them. So, yeah, if you're going to go out there, ProWrestlingTees.com, get yourself a We Love Hanukkah Mora t-shirt. Tony Schiavone comes out, ask Omega about Hangman's absence and all that. But especially Hangman screwing the Bucks in that gauntlet match and then getting kicked out of the Elite. What are your feelings on that? Omega states, everyone makes mistakes in life. We all know that. This is something Hangman will have to live with for the rest of his life. But what we have as a team, but what we must first deal with as a team, is all out. And FTR coming for the tag team titles. Yes. Oh my goodness. A love Lorne. A very lonely hangman Adam Page. Was taken by the cockroaches, FTR, and fool. It happens. We live. We learn. We move on. Simple as that. But what won't change is like that, that like every team before, we will defeat them. FTR, at the pay-per-view, bring your A-game. Because we will bring ours. Yes, as always, just like at Revolution. But speaking of FTR and Deli, they come out. Another styrofoam cooler. They walk down the ramp. Shivani's worried, but Omega's willing to let these guys in the ring and talk. Dax says, you two have had a great run. I'm impressed with two singles guys becoming a good enough team to be champions. We have no problem with you. Never have. We want a great tag match with you. Something that blows all expectations away. In a match against two great pro wrestlers. So to that, how about we have a toast? They have a man. Be giving chocolate milk. Can't say no to the chalk. I know I can't. I love some chocolate milk. Omega appreciates it. Since we've known each other, though, for three three months now, we've gotten to know you well, and you're right. I can't give up a good pasteurized 2% pint of chalk. But I can turn down spending any more time than I need to with a couple of dickheads. So if your plan was to bamboozle me while I was alone, let's get it over with. 2v1, right? Oh, sorry. 3v1. Sorry, Tully. I might lose this, but I'll get a, I'll get my shots in. Let's make this quick. There are more matches tonight. Just do me a favor. Keep the old man out. I can smell the depends from here. FDR starts getting pissed. Omega's ready to go. Even Dale daring Tully to do something. Out comes Hangman. FDR brings him and welcomes him in. The hero cowboy we all love. We were waiting to hear from you. With red puffy eyes. Because homeboy been getting a little lit. We want, they say, that we want you to explain to Omega who got in your head and made you do the things that you did. 
Explain to us who made you turn your back on the Bucks so there wouldn't be a rematch with your best friends, the Young Bucks. Because it wasn't us. It wasn't anyone else but you. You may have known each other for a few years, but I've known you your entire career. And for your entire career, you have been nothing more than an insecure little boy. You did nothing at all. But you got stuck in your own head. So explain to Kenny how you only care about yourself because you're that much of a piece of shit. Hangman Mag. Omega keeping Hangman back. FTR gets into his head. The cash adds that Kenny already knows how big of a piece of shit you are. It starts then they then Hangman and Omega start staring each other down. Hangman just Omega's trying to tell him this is just because of the titles. Chill out. Then they 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 grab the titles. FTR holds the titles. As if it's a little bit of symbolism. Saying it's gonna be that easy to take those away from you because you two aren't on the same page. Hangman asking for the belts back. They just drop him right at his feet. Hangman picks them both up, both up, hands them back, has his belt, hands his hands the other half back to Omega, but Omega's already in the out of the ring. Omega's already left. Outside of the ranks, looking at him just like, what are you doing, man? Come on. What are you doing? And now this entire match really is now centering around Hangman. How Hangman is gonna get down. How Hangman is actually going to react when it comes down to it between he and Omega when it gets to the degree and can they pull it out against FTR? This was a wonderful segment. I really thoroughly enjoyed this. Every last bit of it. This is why this match is one of the feature bouts on the card. This story has been told since even before Revolution even happened back in February. Started all the way back at the Rock and Roll Rager cruise with Chris Jericho when they took the tag team titles away from SCU. It started then. Out of nowhere. And which leads me into my last point. AEW's booking, and I'm even going to, I had it from the middle of July, but I'm actually going to go as far as the beginning of February until this past Wednesday shows you how imperative it is for long-term booking to be utilized in professional wrestling. I'm not even going to need a laptop for this one. This is going to be straight from the heart before I finish up. Since February, AEW has literally set the tone for what is going to be going down tomorrow night. MJF, John Moxley, after MJF beat Cody, MJF set his sights on the World Heavyweight Championship, or I'm sorry, the World Championship. 
immediately set his sights on that. Went away for a little while, came back, started, started gunning for the championship. The whole deal with Omega and Page becoming the AEW World Tag Team Champions. Now we see what's going down between this two, these two when they face FTR this Saturday night. Can Omega and Page do it one more time? And what will happen if they don't? Brody Lee. Like everything they've done between February and now, and at all points in between. Cody winning the TNT, becoming the first TNT champion. Brody Lee taking it from him. Lance Archer. Brian Cage. Darby Allen. Ikaru Shida. Britt Baker. Big Swole. Thunder Rosa now coming into the picture. Ricky Starks. Eddie Kingston. Everybody involved has been at some point involved in the storylines between February and now. And in, all in between that, every single person has been dealing with this. John Moxley, of course, AEW World Champion. Been defending the championship ever since. Hager. Lee. Cage. Now MJF. Every single person that has been involved as going to be on this card for a good portion of this year has been involved. This is how you build stories. Because every single person on this card at some point has been involved with someone on this card. Minus Sheeta and Rosa. Bray Bigger and Sheeta face each other. I believe Swollen and Sheeta face each other at some point. All the people that have been are involved with the Tito Battle Royale at some point have feuds within feuds. Everything they've done since February has now led to tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we're going to see the fantastic pay-per-view. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. That's just going to be a straight-up given. So, honestly, it's going to be one of those things where 
We're going to appreciate everything that has happened since then. It all culminates tomorrow night. It culminates with All Out, the biggest, their biggest show of the year. Everything they have done leads to tomorrow night. That's how important long-term booking is to professional wrestling as a whole. That's how important that is. And if you're not a fan of long-term booking because you're too fucking impatient and you want to see the result now, I have no hope for you. I get it. We live in a we-want-it-now society. I'm a millennial. I unfortunately had to, to suck that up and unfortunately accept that I am a millennial. I hate it because my millennial, being a, this millennial generation have about three quarters y'all are absolute idiots and I'm not even going to even sugarcoat that. Robert Downey Jr. said it best. Drop it done. You never go full retard. Whoo! Y'all have gone full retard at some points. We've all had our moments to shine, as my mother would say. But sometimes in life, there are things worth waiting for if you're willing to put in the work. Going to the gym on a regular basis, eating right, working on a particular project, playing a video game if you kind of the same concept or you know working on a if you have a hobby if you're working on a project with your hobby once you get it all done and you're finally starting to see results oh more and more you're going to want to do it more and more and more it's progression Progression of the work. And then when you finally get to the result that you wanted and you've worked hard for it over months, maybe years, and you finally get to that place where you want to be, or you finally finish that product, or you finally get the result you want, there's no better feeling than that. And I think that's what AEW is showing you. This is the result of what's going to be tonight. I mean, or should I say tomorrow night? They have put in all this work since late January, early February. And now it'll culminate tomorrow night. Be appreciative of what's going to be going down tomorrow night. This is their biggest show of their calendar year. Sit back. Relax. Have a cold one. Have some grub. Hang out with some friends. Social distancing, what's that? Screw that noise. Tomorrow night, we gather together. 
sit back and enjoy a damn good professional wrestling show. Fuck the mask. Enjoy with friends. Have fun. Cheer. Boo. Talk shit. Because tomorrow night, it's going to be worth it. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 249 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close out the show and the week in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for episode 250 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 249 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are. Whoa! Thank you guys so much for taking this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate if you have any thoughts, opinions, concerns, if you just want to talk a lot of mess, if you're excited about AEW Hall this weekend, if you're not excited about AEW Hall this weekend, if you have any predictions between now and tomorrow night, sound off. Let your voice be heard. Leave your boy a voice message over on anchor.fm slash perspective or anchor.fm slash WrestleAddict Radio. Also, you can go over to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Leave a comment over there. Show some love. Much appreciated over there. If you're on the WrestleAddict Radio side of things, so make sure you put Y in the title. And if I really dig what you're bringing to feel like what you're hearing, like what I'm hearing personally, is that right? Like what you're saying, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the Y. L.P. Podcast, of course. If you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast. Share this episode for us all. Of your social media, the Instagram, Facebook, the Twitter, the guys, the phone, all that. That is out there. Send it to a text message. To your friends, DMs, even show up on the Facebook Messenger if you must. Share the love, spread the word. Put it out there to the world. I know you know friends that do love professional wrestling. Definitely want to get this out there, spread the word, because they like what I bring to the table. And that means a new fan for not only the YLP universe, but that also means they can branch out to the other members of the WrestleMania Radio family. Remember, the Wrestle Ad Movement. It's always a great thing. Because in quarantine times, WrestleMania times, we here at Wrestle Ad Radio want to ensure that during your day, your work day, coming home from work, anytime you listen to our podcast, you want to be that grandma like that solace, knowing that here. Give you a little bit of entertainment with what all the craziness that's going on in the world. Because with the YLP podcast, the Kickstarter podcast, the Game Changers podcast, don't you damn get up the light show with Man Chapel. We are not only your wrestling podcast, we are 100% out in a doubt, absolutely. Then. Now and forever, the alternative.
for Professional Wrestling Podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the anchor app, and it's not any you know, hurt on me. I hurt my feelings one bit. Everybody has their favorite podcasting apps that they have to for all their podcast listening needs and pleasures. But if you think for one damn second, we're all just about anchor.fm and ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, for which we do thank you for your love and support. My friend, you are sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken, my friend. Because not only can you listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts at WrestleAct Radio, you can find them across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, Castbox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify. Bam! Search for the Wildly Podcast and all the other podcasts, Russell Addict Radio, across all these different platforms, and you should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, you can find me on my social media. I'm quite active on there. Find me over on Twitter at Swade Senator War. That's S-U-E-D-E-S-E-N-A-T-O-R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. SmackDown Live every Friday night. Every WWE Live pay-per-view. Every AEW live pay-per-view, which I'll be doing tomorrow night for AEW All Out. Every NXT and NXT UK takeover special. And of course, given the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling is back in the swing of things when it's 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday. And I went to the bathroom. I can't go back to sleep. I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to find out where I'm at over on my Instagram, you can find me over there at Young underscore Lions underscore Perspective Memes. In case you missed it, updates, breaking news, when I'm posting on shows, and all that good stuff. Can't go wrong with that. Also, like I always say, send me your memes. DM me your best pro wrestling memes. If I like what you're bringing to the table with that, I will literally post it on my page. Tag every single member of the Wrestle Addict Radio family and let you have your 15 minutes of magnificent excellence. That is a promise that I can guarantee and keep for sure. Send me your best pro wrestling memes. DM me. My DMs are open. Slide in, say hello. Show some love, all right? Okay. And I'm also active on the Facebook. Just on my, yeah, Facebook. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, people. Trying to get my Facebook game up, trying to get it up there. But lucky for you, all my Instagram posts and stories also connect with my Facebook, so you'll get the best of both worlds. You can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective. You can also search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, follow the page, share it. We have over 100 followers over there. I think every single one of y'all for following the YLP Podcast Movement. Can't do it without y'all. Much love and support to you. Follow me on all these different platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. I'm going to look over to the judges to ensure that I have fulfilled all my duties. I did believe I uh, missed out on my Patreon. Uh, make sure you go over to patreon.com uh, slash WrestleAddictRadio. 17 cents a day, $5 a month, exclusive group chat, 
exclusive shows you won't listen to anywhere else but on Patreon. You don't even get to listen to them on WrestleAd Radio. And, of course, uh, exclusive coding gets you 50%, 15% off every single purchase you make when you go to check out every single time. Do I just say I actually uh, fulfilled my obligations? I am good to go. So, episode 250. Who would have thought, right? Who would have thought back in July 2018, if you told me I would have been on, about to be on my 250th episode, I probably would have smacked the living hell out of you and told you you're out of your goddamn mind. But I guess that's how it goes when you, you know, put in a little work, grind, do three episodes a freaking week, which is like a psycho. And, uh, yeah. Episode 250 will be taking place this Monday. Of course y'all know what that means. A brand spanking new episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. That was AEW All Out. We're going to discuss everything that went down. Well, not everything, but a good portion of everything that went down from AEW All Out. Maybe we'll discuss a little bit of news along the way. And it should be a good time on Monday. That's right, guys. Episode 250 comes to you this Monday. I'm so excited to break down AEW All Out. What a way to actually do a 250th episode. Quite excited for that. You should be as well. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy AEW All Out. Make sure you have a couple friends with you. Brews, wings, beer, all that good stuff. Enjoy it. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Now, see you guys right back here for episode 250 of the YLP podcast. See you! This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.